So today we are going to be covering um, a new topic and it's going to be a part of a three uh, part series. And basically is we're just going to get into how, you know, education curriculums and programming can, you know, help society in the in the future to come. So basically, I'm going to be introducing um, someone who's very dear to me. Her name is Tiffany Boyer. She is a educational teacher, and she has been teaching for at least 22 years, grades K through 12. She has a master's in psychology, as well as just a roundabout um, work history of working with uh, teachers and children, as well as even parents and um, households as a caseworker. And, you know, she's pretty much well-versed in many different fields. And so basically, I'm going to, you know, just ask her a couple of questions. And we're just going to talk about, you know, basically how why education is so important, how education impacts the world that we live in, and how representation in these fields matter. So, um, Ms. Uh, Ms. Boyer, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ayana Brown, and this is going to be a three-part series to um, my own personal podcast, and I do believe that um, educational curriculums and programming can make for a better tomorrow. Um, what brought about this thought was um, I came across uh, Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye, um, as my inspiration to my thoughts. And um, throughout this book, there was a constant tone of, you know, racism, poverty, beauty and power standards and displacement of minority communities. And it pretty much got me to thinking that, you know, I feel as though, you know, a lot of these things start at a very young age. A lot of these um issues and um, insecurities and, you know, things that occur in this particular novel, um, they started at a very early age. And so it got me to thinking, maybe if we could, you know, change the educational curriculum and programming of our children at a very early age, that maybe, you know, as a society, we might, you know, keep them from going through certain issues. So, um, I'm going to have a three part series and I'm just going to basically go through, um, just a couple of, uh, scenarios, a couple of opinions. And basically we're going to talk, I'm going to talk to a couple of people ranging from teachers to students to even some of our youth and, you know, their thoughts and their processes and on, and also how they feel like we can accomplish this goal and, you know, changing the curriculum and, you know, setting a tone for a better tomorrow. So right now I'm going to be introducing a teacher that is very dear to my heart. And um, she's going to give us some great insight into basically a couple of these questions I've, you know, gotten uh, written up and we're going to go straight into it. So um, Ms. Boyer, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like you already said, my name is Boyer. 
I have a master's degree in psychology. I earned a bachelor's in human services, and I've been teaching students of various cognitive abilities for over 15 years now in the state of Georgia. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So you're very well versed. You, you've been around the park quite here and there. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, um, like I was saying before, um, you know, this whole podcast is, uh, set around, uh, educational curriculum. So in your opinion, why is education so important? Um, I believe that first off proper and good education is important because it helps individuals become better people it helps them make a better way of life for themselves um it helps facilitate the quality of learning along the lifespan amongst those of various ages caste religion um their location um education is achieving knowledge and skills Mm-hmm. Um, it's to me, it's just pretty much moral habits. Mm-hmm. Okay, I definitely agree on that. So, how do you think um, education uh, and what we're actually taught impacts the world that we live in, or has even impacted the world that we live in, past and present? Um, In my opinion, I think that societies put higher emphasis on education, that put higher emphasis on education, they tend to be more economically stable. They do. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they have greater equality, um, lower crime rates. I believe that it leads to an awareness. and they tend to have an empathy for people in their surroundings, in their communities. So it's not only needed personally. Mm-hmm. I think the whole world needs to make education a high priority. I definitely agree on that. Now, how do you feel about, um, cause you know, nine times out of 10, you know, people come to the U S, uh, looking at it as the dream country, every dream you can think of can come true. Um, and so many foreign doctors and, you know, actors and, you know, people who pursue businesses and different things like that. So, and they're taught these things at a very young age, but, you know, with my research, I've noticed that a lot of people from the U.S., you know, we have goals, we have ambitions, but, you know, it's not quite like, you know, our foreign counterparts. So why do you think that's so? I think because America or, you know, like I think how other countries view us is that um, we're born we're born with a silver spoon in our mouth. Mm-hmm. So we're born automatically. Spoiled. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're born automatically knowing um, that we're going to school, you know, starting out with the little ABC songs that little mm-hmm. babies sing and then um, and so forth. But I think it's just a given. It's like 
we we don't take it seriously because it's so ready available to us mm-hmm. without without nothing having to be um earned you just you, you're just it's given, given to, to you. you yeah so in other countries um that have certain caste systems where you know a lot of females in other countries are not educated you know it's, mm-hmm. it's against the law in a lot of those countries and only the male really mm-hmm. learns how to read and write so when you know both both um, male and females have the honor of having the same education that Americas have uh, Americans have I think that they 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 take it more seriously because they're not granted the same luxuries mm-hmm. that our children get here in America it's a luxury to them right. and it's not to us that's yeah I can definitely see that even though we still fighting for free college <laughs> you know <laughs> I would definitely like that myself but um you definitely have a point on that um it is readily given to us and I do think that we take advantage of it and you know children don't strive um to you know, and we are also dealing with a lot of millennials, even though this is still my time period. We are dealing with a lot of millennials that don't strive for the same things because they don't come from the same struggles and, you know, backgrounds and systems that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of other people have come from. So, um, in your opinion, why do you think representation in education matters? And when I say representation, I mean... You know, in minority communities, we deal with um, a lot of times that we don't see proper representation of ourselves in the people that we are learning from. Uh, you know, we don't see enough black male teachers. We don't see enough uh, black female teachers in, in urban or wherever neighborhoods. Um, and you also don't see a lot of just minorities in general, your Latinos, your, you know, your Asians, you know, you just don't see that a lot of times in, um, in a lot of communities. And so, um, I do feel like that affects how a child perceives information and how comfortable and, you know, how far it's, you know, they tend to strive, uh, to achieve their goals. So, once again, how do you think representation in education matters? Well, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think that it matters because it pretty much shapes how certain communities are seen by society mm-hmm. and the world. Absolutely. So, and, and how we see each other, how we see ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, having a school full of staff members, um, principals, um both male and female uh, staff members that represent the student body that they serve, I think it helps give the students a, a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps promote um, awareness and gives them a, a sense of, or helps them develop high self-esteem. I definitely agree with that, most definitely. Um, I can't remember times growing up where... Um, I did have a a couple of uh, 
black teachers, but I don't really recall ever having any black male teachers. And I'm fortunately, I did grow up with my father, but it was a lot of students who didn't grow up with their fathers. And um, I just really feel like those children could have definitely benefited from a, a not only just a black role model, but I don't really recall any male teachers in the school system. And I definitely feel like a lot of children, uh, black, Asian, white, Hispanic, whomever, could have definitely benefited from having a strong male role model to look up to, to learn from. Because sometimes, you know, you feel more secure with male counterparts and, you know, they have a little more sternness to them naturally. Like, it, it, they have a little more... Um, they have a different type of effect. You know, women, they kind of have like that nurturing, like, oh, you know, if you get it, you get it. You know, if you don't, I'm gonna still help you. But men have that, you know, just that kind of mm, that make you want to listen, you know. So I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with that. Um, well, this is going to um, wrap up the first half of this podcast and um like I said this is going to be a three-part series and for our next episode we are going to definitely go in depth um on how you know educational curriculums can uh pretty much enhance insecurities and you know beauty and power standards amongst children um and how it affects children in displaced communities um yeah and that's we're gonna get into it you guys have a wonderful day